You've been into jujitsu MMA for a long time. Is it like your therapy? How'd you get interested in the sport? Oh man, it checks. It checks so many boxes. And to add on top of it, you have a black eye. You <laughs> that was that was from just about three or four hours ago. And as soon as it happened, I was like, Dang today, it. today, yeah, oh. it still hurt. You've been super inspirational. You can sell anything, and you can start businesses like that. And you see opportunity where other people see no opportunity. Yeah. And you're like, I'm gonna get it done. And there's a lot of people that, that you know, have, have attacked you over the time. And you had those events at the at the restaurant. Oh man. And it's like, man, you know, you I just know that you're only coming from a good place, but you have to deal with those attacks and those arrows. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that sucks. You know? that, is it that first hire that's scary? I've hired and fired in the past. I was listening to a conversation, one of your podcasts recently, where you're talking about your first fire. Oh, okay. And I was like, man, that hurt. And I remember, I remember the office. I remember the lady. She yeah. was, she was. This is the Unleash Your Purpose podcast. Uh, welcome back to Unleash Your Purpose podcast with your host, Ryan Centers. I am super excited to have my guest today, Mr. Matt Garcia. Welcome. Hello, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Well, I can say you are the only other man who's ever bleached their hair besides myself. And I knew three years ago during COVID, me and my kids all bleached our hair together okay. and you just could not live it down. You were just kept <laughs> dreaming for the day to be just like me. <laughs> Mm, uh, it wasn't that it's, I mean, you know, life is for living. You get a funny idea to do something and then, uh, you know, it's one thing to happen. another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The difference with your hair it. though, you got the a thick, beautiful head. When I bleached mine, it's like thin and it just like, yeah, <laughs> don't bleach it, like it anymore. No, I cannot let any chemical towards this head. This head is going to be gone in seconds. My, my wife wasn't thrilled about it. It's kind of funny. The only people that think it's cool are my uh, almost nine-year-old boy and yeah. uh, some kids, some friends from my gym. Everybody else, no compliments. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and they take you so seriously. And to add on top of it, you have a black eye. You uh, <laughs> That was that was from just about three, four hours ago. And as soon as it happened, I was like, Dang Today? It. Today, yeah. Oh. It still hurts. <laughs> really? I, I can see it swollen through my own vision. <laughs> yeah. Not happy about it. I know. It's getting bigger. It's all good. Well, you are... Like what I know about you is that you are a, uh, you're a lover, but you could beat an ass. Like you, I'm like terrified. You, when I see you, you give it the biggest hug. I'm like, man, dude, you're lingering with this hug, Eek. but I really, uh, love it. But then you're, you are a man that doesn't take any crap from anybody. Um, I, I love my friends and the people that I love very, very, very big. Yes. Um, and one of my hobbies just happens to involve, uh, combat sports. Yeah. Wrestling, yeah. fighting, uh, choking into submission, all those fun <laughs> things. And that translates to the ability to be able to do that if you practice that so many times. That's so, right. Yeah, yeah. I remember, uh, one of my favorite times of WrestleMania, uh, with you, not that there's a bunch, but we were in Mexico at our uh friends vacation and we had we were in one of the villas and we all went out all the kids and us we went out the kids were all kind of chilling out for the night so the, all the the, <laughs> the dad started turning into like this wrestlemania oh, grown 35 40 year old man and we had a one friend we had a nurse that came with us and one of our friends got a uh iv in because they were having a long night mm -hmm. And they're sitting down on the couch getting their IV in and you start wrestling another buddy. And all of a sudden I look over and there's blood squirting everywhere because the IV has ripped out because you wrestled this guy I'm to the sorry. ground. I'm and, sorry. And the IV was going everywhere. We we had like 
a quarter of that whole hotel booked with our friends and family. We got the whole beach, five pools, but we decided to wrestle right next to the person with the IV in his arm. Uh, you know, there were some libations leading up to that. Probably wasn't the best decision making, yeah. but it was fun. Yeah. I, you know what? We, we, we love to make family memories, but sure. our kids, uh, don't do that. Well, I mean, like, be, I mean, grappling, it's like human nature, yeah. you know, it's like the, it's the oldest sport. You see the statues of the Romans, like it's just, it's built in us to want to be able to, uh, you know, be able to wrestle and it's, it's touched one of my love languages. Yes. So like people that I express a lot used to tell me all the time, why are you punching me so much? <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm like, we're walking into church. Why are you punching me four <laughs> and, times? And Tasha, my wife, she always says, Hey, Keep your hands to yourself, okay? Everybody's <laughs> friends. Everybody loves you back, but try and keep your hands to yourself. Just you want to just bit. make sure that they love you, mm -hmm. right? That's why. That's why I go to a jujitsu gym so I can get all that out of my system. <laughs> yeah. You've been into jujitsu MMA for a long time. Is it like your therapy? How did you get interested in the sport? Oh man, it checks. It checks so many boxes. I wrestled in high school. I okay. club wrestled in college. And then I didn't do anything of the sort until 2018, where yeah. I found the gym that I go to now. Shout out Jay Pages, Jiu Jitsu and Tempe and all my teammates, the sub squad there. Love those guys like crazy. It checks so many boxes. Like it's your exercise, mm -hmm. which is important. You got to get your exercise in. It's a community. I've got friends from all walks of life. I've got police officer friends, pilots, scientists stoners, everybody there. Yeah. And so you get to meet so many different people. Um, and then I got a lot of family friends there. Um, it is a little bit of a therapy because like anything, what you're doing with such high intensity, you you get to a point where you can't concentrate about anything else. Yeah. And so that's very calming. You know, it's like the mm -hmm. meditative sense where you block everything out and that's what helps me do that. Yeah. And now you have your, your nine-year-old son mm -hmm. and he's wrestling with you mm -hmm. and he's probably going to be better than you in a couple of years. He's a little bruiser, but he's never going to be better than me. <laughs> I, I won't, I won't stop training. So, but I, I mean, I one know thing I, sure. I remember like, I think it was a year ago that there was like this traumatic thing that happened at your, your gym. And what was so profound, I didn't even know any of the people involved. But the amount of compassion that you had for that situation of this, these people who died. Yeah. And the community just came around and rallied behind the family and one another during that time. That was like really powerful. Yeah, it was it was a brutal time. I remember um, getting the phone call. Uh, two members and a child of our gym uh, passed away from one day to the next. It was it was brutal. We don't need to go into all the details of it, but. Um, I remember getting the phone call of what happened. Hey, this person, this person, and this person. And you're just like gutted, man, because they're people that you see, you know, their families, you know, their stories, you know, their background, what they've been through, um, you know, what could lie ahead of them in their future. Yeah. And then from boom, one day to the next. And again, one of the, one of them was a eight year old little boy, man, same exact age as my son. Um, they wrestle mm. with each other. They give, you know, they had dorky high fives with each other. Yeah. And it's like, just but the the sense of community in in a good gym is just incredibly valuable. Yeah, we had we had our own um, services for them. Yeah. We raised a bunch of money, um, and it's still a very sensitive subject for a lot of people there because um, I mean, one year is not a lot of time to to lose three people that you were very very close to. It was tough. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, the, and the way you guys just what it appears is like you guys handled your guys's that moment with such grace and love. And even in the midst of pain, you guys mm -hmm. just rallied with each other. Yeah. There was a lot of, there was a lot of pain. There was a lot of real, real tears. You know, it's crazy because I'm, I'm not the toughest guy there, but I'm kind of a tough guy. Yeah. But to be able to have valid emotions, you know, about something, it's like not the first time and won't be the last time there's been a lot of tears amongst, you know, some of the toughest guys yeah. in, in the town, you know? So it was cool. And it like, 
gave me a good sense of um, comfort in my own ego that it's okay to have it's okay to have real feelings and real emotions. Yeah. You know, I, I'm fortunate to not have too much loss in my life so far, mm -hmm. um, but there's been some. And so going through a situation like that with people that you're close to yeah. is, is pretty valuable. Have, did you do you think it's hard for you to have emotions and to feel it? Like, I know it's like normal for guys to really have a hard time kind of expressing it, but to even be in tune with it. Um, is it, I don't know if it's, if it's hard, but it's uncomfortable, you know, and yeah. those, those kinds of feelings are so, um, unique and foreign and they don't happen all the time. Right. So it's like, wow, you know, what's going on? How is this processing? Um, but yeah, being able to have, you know, emotional intelligence yeah that's a big deal being responsible and being you know reactive and cognizant this is how i'm feeling this is what's going yeah. on you know it's a big deal because yeah there, there's been there's been good things and there's been hard things and there's probably going to be a lot more of both i would yeah i when you think about like emotional intelligence for me it's like they're i'm inching towards 40 and i'm a psychologist by training i'm trained to be able to understand other people's emotions but now almost as a 40 year old, I'm just learning that I actually lack awareness in my own emotions. Do you? Like I really kind of mask it and I've learned to perform and not be fully like uh -huh. present in it. And it was actually Sarah and I, I was just joking with my buddy, but we graduated to monthly marriage counseling. <laughs> no longer weekly. I don't know if I self-selected as monthly, but we're in a really good place uh -huh. and I think it's a good check-in. But we were doing our monthly counseling session a few weeks ago, and uh, we came to a place where uh, we were just talking about this pattern that her and I have where we just kind of are like, it's not turns into an argument, but there's like this undergirding tension and it's like the same cycle 17 mm. years in. Man. And we're getting to that place where we understand this cycle. And it, for her, it's like one of my biggest needs is like her to be like around and present with me. and. She says, well, what do you, how do you think that stems back from your childhood? I'm like, why are you talking about that childhood crap? <laughs> and then the therapist gets quiet. Sarah's next to me, quiet. And, and I'm just like thinking, and as a 40 year old, like almost 40 year old man, I'm like, well, it probably stems back to like my dad not being around. And I felt a sense of abandonment, even though that's over with and, but understanding that. Yeah. Um, and then she said, when, do you remember the first time you cried? And I said, I, the only time I remember crying was when I was 17 years old because I was, my mom was a single mom and my sister was a wild child and all of her energy had to be focused on her. Oh, wow. And to really like be around for her, like I'm going to ship her off to your dad's or somewhere mm -hmm. else. Just and all I'm, the energy, attention. Everything. So my poor single mom just was dealing with this wild child all the time. So my job was to be quiet and to just follow the rules mm -hmm. and do what I had to don't, and be invisible. Don't, don't, don't cause any more problems. Don't cause problems for my mom. That's funny. And I had That's to funny. buffer their emotion and I never kind of understood my own stuff. So now as an adult, I'm like, oh wow, I never was had those, mm -hmm. like those, the attention. So now as a 40 year old man, I want to, I want the attention for my wife. Um, but you want it to be real. Like you use the yeah. word, use the word perform. And it's like, it's like, ow, that's like a low blow to say about, cause we all do it, you know, especially yeah. guys who want to put our best foot forward and mm -hmm. carry a good image. Um, sometimes perform is not what you should do, but it's what we all do. Right. Yeah. I want, I want people to think the best of me. And sometimes yeah. putting my real self forth 
is probably not the best. So you, you kind of yeah. do the stage, but as we're getting older, um, spending more time and getting to know guys from our small group, like you yeah. and Kevin, Mike, all these guys that we've gotten really close with, like, it's been an amazing, um, like display of what, what, what you can be and still be highly regarded and still be successful and accomplished and yeah. there for your family, there for your wife. So it's really cool. And, um, having that experience with you guys has been super great. Cause we've had, we've had some real life happen, Yeah, you know? And I'm like this, it's like, I think as we both get older, it's like my, I give a crap a lot less. I care yeah. less about what other people think and the audience that I'm have perceived of who's needs to, who I need to perform for actually doesn't exist. And it's the people that it was a childhood bully or it was um, this girl who rejected me or the boss that fired me and like, why why in my head are these the people that i continue to want to perform for and it's mm -hmm. like i create this narrative in my head that's not reality and it's not healthy and i'm like i gotta move on from this that's um a lot of maturity right we're we're, yeah. we're both kind of stepping into that you're i'm not close to 40 but you are so <laughs> i probably get to look forward to that a little bit but it feels nice it's a, there's it's like a little bit of a weight off your back like man yeah, i don't have to give a shit i, I have like, people nice. that love me i have yeah. really close people that love me and that's kind of all that matters you know yeah. you want to take care of you want to take care of your community and your friends but you can only focus and you can only give your best to the to the people that really deserve it and again that's kind of like a load off your back to be like they deserve my best and right. you know that's what they're going to get yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a, it's like a maturing season of life. I feel like that's happening. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that yeah. actually feels really freeing. You, you, like, you know who you are and you know who you can't be for other people. And that's OK. Mm -hmm. And you don't got to be about it because it's my life. You can have your own life. You have a lot of um, you have a pretty big platform, a little bit of a spotlight, right? Sure. Especially, you know, you've got your businesses and all the things that you do. And there's a lot of people that, that you know, have have attacked you over the time. You yeah. know, last political season, you had those events at the at the restaurant. Oh, man. And it's like, man, you know, you I just know that you're only coming from a good place. But you have to deal with those attacks and those arrows yeah. and you're like, oh, that sucks, you know, but like like we're saying, yeah. being able to not give too much attention and feeling yeah. to that is, is probably a, a sign of maturity. Right? I feel like, yeah, the amount of attacks probably in the last two years <laughs> during I had people writing on Yelp reviews that I'm trying to kill children because I oh, no. kept a trampoline park open. Um, during COVID, during, yeah. COVID, oh, during a pandemic, I, I did a, I hosted our restaurant hosted an event for a governor who was height, very political and very conservative that everyone was against and thought I was a racist for doing that. But then the next weekend they hosted a drag show uh, and, and, <laughs> was, and then everyone on the other side was pissed at me yeah, for that. Yeah, so yeah. I said, you know, I'm just going to offend everybody. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to offend all levels of spectrum and just kind of go with it. I think I would have taken the drag show one off the board though. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> no, I, I'm an equal opportunity offender. There you go. But I'm just at a, I just, <laughs> what I've noticed in my, in life, like you get a decent amount of hate as the, maybe as you your level of influence goes up or maybe success increases, mm -hmm. it's always the people behind you that are the ones trying to criticize. Because I've never had, I have millions of people and like great friends who are like, man, they're so much further ahead. They're cheering me on. Yeah, okay. They're like cheering me on. They're not like trying to talk trash or 
or just be naysayers. It's always the ones who are like the ones like, I don't know if it's just jealousy sure. or what. And I'm like, well, I just can't be around it. You've, I've heard the saying, um, like, if you don't want to be criticized, just don't do anything at all. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's not that's kind of not what we're here to do. I'm trying to I'm trying to make big things happen. I'm trying to set a, um, you know, leave a legacy for the people in my life, too. That's right. So it's like some people are going to, you know, have comments to say. And mm -hmm. you, you can't just take you can't give too much emotional weight to that because there's just too much to do. Yeah. Hey, fellow purpose driven leaders, if you're loving what you're hearing, we need your help to keep spreading inspiration so others can unleash their purpose too. If you're finding value in our discussions about purpose, entrepreneurship, faith, and family, here's how you can support us. First off, hit that subscribe button right now to make sure you never miss an episode. Uh, by subscribing, you'll get notified every time we release a new podcast packed with wisdom and encouragement. Next, take a moment to share this episode with your friends, family, and followers. Um, whether it's a text message, a post, or a shout out, your recommendation helps us reach more people who are seeking inspiration on their journey. And finally, if you've been enjoying our podcast, we'd be incredibly grateful if you could leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews not only motivate us to keep creating great content, but they also help others discover our show and join our purpose-driven community. So let's keep the momentum going. Subscribe, share, and review the Unleash Your Purpose podcast today and together. Let's make a positive impact on the world, one listener at a time. Now let's dive back into today's episode. Yeah, when you talk about legacy, you, you've been super inspirational. You, you, you can sell anything and you can start businesses like that. And you see opportunity where other people see no opportunity. Yeah. And you're like, I'm gonna get it done. Like my favorite was you came to one of my gyms I owned and was like during the middle of COVID, and you're like, you need biofog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the trampoline park, you're like, I need a biofog. And you just literally got this website up, right? Yeah, it was a wild couple <laughs> times. Like COVID happened, everything got shut down, everything was closed, we're all at home. Uh -huh. And I mean, I'll go back to why I ended up in the spot to be able to start a business at that time. But I realized like, man, people need to get, you know, people are going to have a big desire to have stuff cleaned and disinfected. Sure. So I um, reached out to a couple of people that were doing a similar business. The only one I found was in Florida. Yeah. I talked with him for like, for like five minutes until he realized I was just trying to learn about his business <laughs> and he cut me off. Um, but yeah, literally I uh, created a Facebook page. I um, bought all the equipment and mm -hmm. before the equipment even arrived to my house, I had jobs lined up like yeah. on Saturday and I was like, this stuff's supposed to be here on Friday. I hope it gets here. Yeah. And it was funny. The, or the very first job, it was another gym. Um, they invited like a news anchor to show up. So then my business was on TV and I started blowing up and I had, you know, government contracts. I still have, um, a, you know, uh, some really big, you know, businesses that I take care of. You still buy a fog. Yeah. I still got a couple Five of years later. Still <laughs> hey man, if, if, if they want their stuff clean, I'm happy to do it for them. And you know, yeah. um, it's, it's, it's a good service that we do. And the, it was crazy. We were doing 60, 70 jobs a week, you know? And so I had people working with me on it also Th that kind of, you know, it's calmed down the COVID side of it. Sure. So people aren't doing as much disaffection, but I still have a couple businesses that I go out every single week and clean and check in and sign in, send them a bill. And, and this is what people need to hear that, that you can, there is a need. Oh and, if you, and what you did is you went to the competition, you learned, you gathered the information and mm -hmm. you just stepped out.
It was fun. And it's been, it, it was an exciting uh, couple of years. You know, I, I, there was a lot of people, we were cleaning their house after somebody passed away mm. or they're in the hospital and we got to clean the house before they come back. So, you know, it was hard to kind of look at that and be like, yeah, I'm, you know, making a lot of money while this is happening, but somebody had to do it. Yeah. Um, and the people were incredibly appreciative that I was out there yeah. getting the job ready, you know, done for them or cleaning the house after somebody's not sure. there anymore. So you've had other businesses too. Yeah. I've got a couple other businesses. Uh, yeah. My main one, I'm a financial planner. Um, we do a ton of life insurance work, retirement yeah. planning work, estate planning work. I've done some of Ryan's policies. Anybody needs life insurance? I'll help you out. <laughs> um, no, but that that's uh, incredibly rewarding work as well, too. I started that right out of college. I graduated in May of 2007, yep. moved out to Arizona in early 2008. Great recession right away. Mm -hmm. So nobody was hiring, you know, nerdy college grads. To, yeah. The only people that would hire are insurance agencies that don't pay you anything unless you sell something. Right. So I thought I was kind of, you know. Um, I gave it a shot and we, you know, with a lot of things, it's kind of like the ones who stick around or the ones who stick through it. Yep. And, uh, Tasha and I, my wife, we, uh, were together. She had a job at Tudor time making, I don't know, like 12 bucks an hour, but yep. it was enough to, for her and I just to, uh, get by in our apartment for a little while. And then, um, I got recruited to another insurance company that I was with for about, uh, eight or nine years, had a lot, a lot of success there. Yep. Um, things kind of ended not the way I would have ever expected them to. Um, but because of that end, the other other things happened, like I was able to start the cleaning business and yeah. then I was able to partner with the company that I'm with now. And we're doing really, really big things, we're doing really big things. So how does it how do you balance out like this thing? Like now you you manage your own schedule. Yeah. You're constantly have to recruit clients. Yeah. Uh, and then you have you're a great dad. You're super. Thank you're you. one of the most present dads I've ever met. Thank you very much. Like you'd love to play with your kids. Like that is like a joy to my heart. And like more dads need to like, uh -huh. do that. Well, it's like you've you've heard the analogy where you got a vase and you can only fill so many things in, and you put the big things in first, and everything yep. kind of falls into place. So I have, and I've always kind of had in my mind like I have pillars. I have pillars in my life, and. Being healthy is one of them. Yeah. Having a successful business is one of them. And having my family close is one of them. Mm -hmm. And if those things are taken care of, everything else kind of just falls into place. And it's kind of, it's it's the church, it's God, it's Jesus that holds them all together. But those are the pillars that I have to focus on. And wanting to be around with my kids and my family, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have created a lifestyle where I'm able to do those things. Yeah. Soccer season starts tomorrow. I'm coaching both kids' classes. Wrestling season, I, I help out coaching there too. I bring, um, I, I bring my kids with me to appointments sometimes. They yeah. get to see me, you know, at a kitchen table and talk to people about business. So great. it's been a lot of fun. Um, and and again, that's probably the most valuable thing you could teach your kids. I'm starting to come to this term like life is not, we always think about work-life balance. And okay, if I have to do one, then the other one is sacrificing. Mm -hmm. But I actually don't think that's reality in the way that life is designed to be. Yeah, Like we have one life, so we need to have an integrated life. Like, yeah, I have one Matt, one Ryan, one family. So like, how do I have my family sure. and my work together? Because they're all priorities. Yeah. They're all super important. And so now you're bringing your how you integrate it is you're saying, hey, son, come come along the way and see how dad does business. Yep. See how we make money and impact kids, other people's lives. Sure. And, and he he's learning all he he shakes hands well he yeah. says he says nice yes, to meet you yes sir please and yeah. thank he's you he's not all wild and crazy yeah, he learns he'll, he'll sit still the yeah. da daughter she's a little bit wild and crazy still but it's okay she's so cute everybody <laughs> just deals with it but yeah we're we're lucky the the integration the balance of both both of those two and it's not always easy there's no. times that are tough and there's times where you know one is getting more attention than another yeah. um my wife Tasha her and I are we're we're a very special team because she's such an amazing lady 
And I couldn't do it without her and maybe she couldn't do it without me either. Yeah. So we're God, God has blessed us with a wonderful relationship to be able to have this going on. And not everything's perfect. We have we have challenges. We have strongholds that we need to get t taken care of. But um, we're in a fun season right now and I'm looking forward to it. And uh, again, there's been a lot of changes like like our small group that we started a few yeah. years ago. You you, you yeah. text me after church one day and like that's just been such a jewel. It's been so much fun. I've met yeah, some of the so some of my world's favorite people through that. Yeah. Um, and I've just learned a ton. You know, we've shared resources. Yeah. We've shared books about what are good. We've had conversations that are just like. You know, it's been mm -hmm. it's been a pretty special time. So yeah, they the the balance of all those things of work, of health, of community, of friendship yeah. is really cool. Yeah, and you do physical activities with your kids, and you yep. integrate all that together. I remember this. Uh, I brought one of my sons to to work, and it was meeting with like a, another business owner. I said, "Hey, son, just sit here and just relax." <laughs> Within twenty minutes, he had advice to give another business owner. All right. I'm like, son, know your place. Uh -huh. <laughs> you're not giving no advice to nobody. Yeah. <laughs> you can watch, but you're not going to be talking about the marketing sure. plan. Like he thinks he's, he knows all I, this. I had one time, um, I had Elijah with me at the kitchen table with the customer. And so, you know, we take care of business. We get it all done. I'm closing the laptop, walking out and we're not even out of the house. And Elijah goes, did you, did you get that one, dad? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, hey, bro, kind of keep it cool. Chill. Yeah. Play, play it cool, play it cool. <laughs> but it, it's all good. They're they're good kids. We're happy. But there's been struggles in that too. And and the company that I'm with right now, Arrive Financial, my my partner uh, Ariel, him and I are doing really good things. Him and his wife are special people. Yeah. Um. And they've opened my eyes to other ways that we can help people. And it's been really cool. It's fun work. It's fun work. I look yeah. and it's something that you can build on. And there's a lot of people. There's especially in the beginning years of mm -hmm. somebody trying to be a life insurance rep or financial advisor. Yeah. There's a ton of turnover. There's not a yeah. lot of people that make it. It's kind of like real estate agents. Like the, everyone wants to get into it, but then the ones who actually persist and mm -hmm. make it through, isn't it like 10% of agents make up 90% of the volume? Sure. Yeah. And I'm sure that's like, and it's not a, just about like learning how to market, but it's actually doing quality work, referrals, yeah, uh, sure. uh, learning how to represent yeah. the products very well. And it's about and you have to grind. I'm sure you have to grind. You have to work hard. You have to put yourself out there and you have to be able to put yourself second place if you're working with a customer yeah. and you're like, man, this is the right thing for them, even if it's not, you know, for the numbers, the very yeah. best thing, because those things come back 10x. Sure. 10 out of 10 times. Because, yeah. If you're going to be the guy like for me, a salesperson that maybe is like just trying to hustle a deal and what I appreciate about you. So you you manage a bunch of my um, insurance policies. I have a mm -hmm. few of them, right? A couple more coming up too. Uh, I'm sure there are. Really. <laughs> but I say, hey, and he gave a spreadsheet of different life insurance policies that we have to get. Yeah. And you went, went over them and you're like, hey, this one's higher. Don't do this. You keep what you have here, but let's do these two because sure. they're going to save you money. So you're able to like have such a level of integrity yeah. and be honest. And then you know, like, all right, then we're going to circle back. And hey, Rye, when you drop some weight and stop looking, <laughs> yeah, look, get the diabetes under control. We'll come back and get you a better rate. We need to take <laughs> we need to take that plug off your hip one of these days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you lost it uh, jet skiing that one time. It was so oh, funny, poor guy. Yeah. We had been, um, you know, three or four days into a, a Mexico, uh, Mexico trip. trip. Yeah, and um, it was funny. On I think maybe the fourth or the second to last day, your yeah. diabetes. I'm a, I I hustled and grinded to get. Um, because I never pay full price for anything. And so in Mexico, I had spent, they wanted $60 for a, for a jet ski rental for 30 minutes. I said, I'll give you 40 bucks. 
And they're like, no. And so I went to like 45 bucks. So I got this beautiful jet ski. I got this great deal to get it going. I throw my kid on the back. And for those of you who don't know, I have a, a, a insulin pump. This insulin pump costs $5,000, a medical Shit. device. I didn't know it was like yeah, that. Yeah, and it's attached to me. It's like my... Uh, Outside pancreas. I'll stop making fun of you. For yeah, that thanks, then. guy. <laughs> and I'm driving on the uh, jet ski and I'm like whipping it around trying to pass one of my buddies. And all of a sudden I feel a pull and I look back and my pump, my $5,000 pump is falling into the ocean and sinks to the bottom. Oh, it was gone? It was, dude, 100% gone. So my $45 ride costed uh -huh. me $5,000. Well, and then I think that was maybe on a Saturday or Sunday and I was cracking up. Like, I'm like, man, Ryan, anything I can do to help you out? Do we need to go get one? And then the next day uh, we, we went back to the United States um, was, I think it was either like Juneteenth or um, some sort of holiday that it was closed. So you couldn't even get it the day, the day after. So I had to go to the pharmacia oh, and I'm like, my Spanish is not that great. Uh -huh. And I'm trying to find insulin and trying to inject it in. You know, yeah. I, I survived. Yeah, that was really what funny a, what though. A, you know, I feel like from this story, just Mexico has not been great to us. <laughs> well, you kind of, it's like a give and take, right? To have all the great things that happen, there's going to be some some bumps and bruises along the way. <laughs> yes, clearly by looking at your eye, oh, it's sure. very clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a, my, my next uh, tournament might be in Mexico in March. They, really? Yeah, they have a big one and we, and we have an affiliate down there. Super, super cool guys. So we always are helping them fundraise or getting them extra gear. And they're um, building a tournament um, in March 18th somewhere around there okay and so it's you know to go out and support them be out there might be fun that'd be so good mm -hmm. so one of the things that i love about your business is and what i admire about you is that you are able to network and market at the top of your uh, top of your game you will be at every booth that you get within the community yeah you're getting sales done but you're developing relationships yep. how did you develop that is that and what's your is there a strategy for it or you're just kind of wing it that's your natural temperament yeah i, I which, think there's a lot of our it's a lot of my natural temperament that's like i like being around people i okay. like making making friends i like people making people smile and laugh um and i like the work that i do so much yeah. so you're able to kind of put those two things together and you just kind of really have to you know put yourself out there and, and sure. see what happens and again if you do a good job for people it, it comes back so much whether it be now or in the future and it's kind of neat i do so much work in in um, our community yeah. like with the churches my kids schools um, I volunteer at another church um, and you make relationships with people and naturally they're going to find out what you do and you know you're going to do business for them yep. and the last thing you could ever have happen is do bad business for somebody that you oh, care yeah. about right so it's like it's like forcing me to um you know take care of them to the absolute best of my ability which is what we should be doing anyway so being able to support the community that I live in and serve in and work in is, is super rewarding. It's a lot of fun. So like all the people that are, you know, from, from my wrestling teams, from my jujitsu gyms, from the church, from soccer, like. So what know, percentage would you say is mostly just your networking, like you would have a natural bent to just engage with people mm -hmm. uh, versus what social media referral based. Mm -hmm. Do you do, do any like social media marketing? Mm -hmm. Like as, cause you're an entrepreneur, yeah. business owner, solo entrepreneur. There's a lot of terms. Mm -hmm. So, and as you think about your business, how do you scale yourself in regards to that marketing? That's a, that's a good question because scaling is something that I want to do more of. 
Um, but it takes a it takes a big leap of faith to do that. Yeah. Um, one of like I mentioned, there's a I want to grow the agency. I want to grow our agency arrive. Yeah. Um, but it's a challenge for several different reasons. Like anything is, that's no reason to yeah. not take it on, take yeah. it on. But um, that is it. That first hire that's scary. I've hired and fired in the past. I was listening to a conversation, one of your podcasts recently, where you were talking about your first fire. Oh, okay. And I was like, man, that hurt. And I remember, I remember the office. I remember the lady. She yeah. was, she was mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I don't want to bring in somebody into a field that's not perfectly ready for it or that's yeah. not the right time because as my, as I get older and more mature, so do, so does my friend space. And yeah. if you're going to bring somebody into a field with, you know, a Your big peer. challenge, yeah. a lot of struggles, a lot of turnover, it better be the perfect fit. And you, you don't know? want a 22 year old guy that's someone that maybe is brand new and green. Or, Sometimes and maybe you it can do. be. Yeah. That was me one day. You know, yeah, and, and it, I made. A I guess, lot you're, of but are, it, for that young person, they got to be hungry for it, and they got to be humble, and they got to have the, the uh -huh. smart, the, the smarts. So that, that's harder to find. That's yeah. harder to find these the days. Which one? All of it. The humility, the hunger. It's a yeah. it's a tough time to be a twenty something right now. <laughs> <laughs> it, there is delayed adolescence, like nobody's business. Uh -huh. There's a classic book um, from Patrick Lencioni. He talks about when you're looking for the ideal team member. There's three attributes. They want to be hungry, humble, and smart. Hungry, like they want to go after it and yeah, make it happen. They're willing yeah, to power yeah. through. They're humble. Um, they care about people. They don't think the best of them. And they're smart. They got those people skills. Mm -hmm. And those three attributes, you may got one, but to find all three sure. is a diamond in the rough. But that's worth look. So as uh -huh. of making your first hire or your next critical hire, I'm like, I'm always looking through one of those three, or those three lenses uh -huh. and making sure that they hit it. Because if they don't, they're going to be burned out or I'm going to sure. be miserable or and, it's not going to be good for the organization. And you don't want that for anybody. You don't want them for yourself and your no. team. You don't want it for them either. You don't want to hire the wrong, the wrong person. It's just, you know, it's just not good for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. But business so for is, you, you want to scale you. What I hear you saying is that you have this desire to scale, mm -hmm. but there's this sense of like, when's the right time and the fear behind it a little sure. bit. When, how, who, how much um, is it going to cost? Yeah. How much could it cost? Where are we going to spend our money on? Yeah. Um, you're, you're like that can be marketing dollars or that can be a salary. Sure. And you have finite amount of resources. Mm -hmm. So what is going to be the best but return? Bringing somebody into a thriving organization is also incredibly rewarding also. Oh yeah. Like I've, I've been in life insurance sales for 12 years now. So I've had customers where I sat at their table and sold them a life insurance policy and five, seven, 10 years later, we wrote the check that it paid off of. Wow. So it's like the longer I'm in this business, the more I'm realizing like these things are changing Important. lives. Yeah. You know, I have customers that I helped them save for money that have retired and now mm -hmm. they're spending the money that they saved. And you know, it's like the golden years, the happily ever after. Um, so we're changing a lot of people's lives on that end, but the field and from my position is also incredibly rewarding. So if you find somebody that can do a good job at the hustle, humble and smart, yeah, they can, they can change their family's life too. 100%. You know, they, they can have that, that balance and that work-life integration that we talked about too. So I, you know, it, it is something that's on the horizon. Um, you know, when, when God wants the timing to be there, it'll happen with, yeah. you know, some more of my, um, enthusiasm on it too but it's fun looking i mean i see what do you have three four five hundred employees now yeah 550 employees 550 see, see yeah we should be yeah and we have some cool like today was just i've fired up for a couple new projects that are in the works and i'm like uh -huh. i came here before this and i was like so drained mentally drained because my brain's just going because i knew like there's this next opportunity coming to the foreground and it's like yeah 
I can't even imagine, like, I couldn't even imagine what Ohana is now. Like, it wasn't even, but now I'm like, okay, we're here. Uh-huh. Two years, I'll be a thousand employees and triple the once, revenue. Once you get yeah. done with one big thing, you know, you're ready to, you're, yeah. you're more familiar and more comfortable with big things, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's, that becomes your, your benchmark. Like once you get to this level, okay, that's the floor now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Now I can just stand where, sure. what used to be my ceiling is now my floor. I could just stand on that. Uh-huh. So now I can just level up to the next spot. I remember my, um, when I started in my first insurance company, my uncle, he's also a very successful entrepreneur. I love him. He's taught me a ton. He's a great person to spend time with. Um, and like at Thanksgiving dinners or something, he would say, Hey Matt, when are you going to make your first hundred thousand? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I like, I'm trying to make my first 20,000 here. <laughs> yeah. But once you start setting that bar, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, somebody thinks I can do that. You know, uh-huh. somebody wants that, you know, wants me to aim in that direction, you know? Sure. And so now it's like, once you've done that, you know, okay. like you said, that's the new floor. That's the yeah. new bar. So like you think fun. back to like when you first got married, I remember we, my first I had a master's degree and I made $35,000 <laughs> and we went to dinner like it was nothing. Sure. We ate good. Yeah. And we thought that that was just living. And that was like the dream, you know, and that's, you know, yeah, you got to earn ago. your stripes, though. I remember one time I had one of my first big sales and I took Tasha to Sam's Club. I was like, let's go stock up <laughs> on the, the good groceries. Yeah, you yeah. Know, let's go lock it I'm up. I'm going to get you that homemade uh, or that that organic uh, peanut butter with sure. the oil on top. You got to stir it in. A four pack of them, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Baby, I'm going to treat you good tonight. <laughs> You're going to get that. What long hot dog? No. Oh, no that's the, the real the the Costco hot dog. We're They're good about. though. Yeah, they are good. The dollar fifty <laughs> plus samples is a pretty good value. It's but it leaves, you, leaves your stomach all jacked up. Yeah. So the last thing I always like to end end with is like you're you're a man that likes is very focused on making an impact. You are a guy that is dialed in with your purpose, I believe, and wants to leave a legacy. So one, what motivates you to do that? And number two is. If you're if you were gonna end your life was gonna be done today, mm-hmm. how would you like what what do you want to be remembered for? What's on the tombstone? What's uh what are they saying at the funeral? The um second question I was prepared for because I've listened to a couple of the podcasts. Okay. But the first one is why um I, I have the enthusiasm or why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. Yeah, what's the motivation behind sure. all that? Like you have this this fire, this uh, intensity, that's a sure. and to be focus on your purpose. Like um, this. I, I have a lot of it's from my parents. They were always talked me up really well. They always okay. talked to me about being favored and blessed and talented. Um, my, my big brother is the same kind the same way. So you very this identity going in your head. Yeah. Over, over and again. I had, it wasn't until high school and high school wrestling actually, where I learned that the more effort and energized into something that you are, the better the results are. Mm. And that changed that that changed my life for a lot of reasons. So then in college, I was like, I just have to work hard and I'll do good at this. Mm. I have to work hard and I'll do good at that. And then so, you know, you start a business, you start a family and the, the more effort and energy and attention you put into it, the better things, the better things come out. Um, so I've, I've been blessed with the personality, the opportunities that I have, and yeah. I think it would be a disservice to the Lord to not maximize those opportunities. Yeah. So I want to do the best that I can. Um, when you ask, how would I want to be remembered? I would say two things. I, w- I want to make people's lives better. Okay. I want to make my friends' lives better. What's I want to make my customers' lives. I want them to be, I want them to be in good spirits when they're around me. Okay. Like I want them to feel lifted up when you're, yeah, you, you've heard it said that, they don't, rem- you know, people don't remember what you said, but they remember how you made them feel. Mm. And, and I think I, I think I do a good job. I, 
making people laugh, making people smile, giving people comfort, trying to help any way that I can at yeah. work and just in my personal life too. And most importantly is in my family life for my wife and my son and my daughter. Mm. I need, um, I need them to have, you know, the, the best memories possible. Mm -hmm. Um, second, I think, um, God put us here to, to, to magnify. Um, I want to be the best reflection I can of Christ as possible. I'm not always that way, but yeah. that's, that's the focus point. I want people to look at me, um, and think, you know, I, God is helping him. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I, I want to be the best you example. You're like a mirror. You're like a reflection. A reflection. Yeah. A reflection. I want like to, they want you want them to see God in you kind of, yeah, and like, like you're pointing to him. Yeah. Times a million every, all the glory to God. Um, he, he's, he's blessed us with the opportunities and the gifts that we have and it. You know, we got to make the most out of it. So those are the, the two things help pe make people feel better and magnify Christ. Dude, that's super powerful. All right. We have to come on again. Okay. Yeah. Have me on again. Yes. Let's do it. All right. Well, check out Mr. Garcia on social. Mm -hmm. Um, when you see him around town, make sure you say what's up, uh, get to know him. But until next time, may you unleash your purpose to profit in business, faith, and life. Thanks for joining us for the Unleash Your Purpose podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. We'll see you next week.